For the newly indoctrinated, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files follows the story of a professional wizard in Chicago. We started our podcast as a way to help break down the series' most important moments, characters, and lore. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Ponder at it by your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's Pubcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 7.2, 42 times. My name is Tanzan, and I am joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Hi. Strength of a river in his shoulders is a Bigfoot who has a son, Erwin Pounder. When River learns that Erwin is being bullied at school, he worries about the boy's safety and hires Harry Dresden to investigate. So Dresden makes it to Madison Academy and, of course, wears coveralls that are way too altogether short for him. <laughs> too short in the arms, too short in the legs, and too short in the crotch. <laughs> crotch. <laughs> Life is tough for that boy. <laughs> See, I always have the opposite problem. Everything's always, like, too long because I'm only, like, 5'4". And Justin has, like, the opposite problem where everything's, like, riding up in uncomfortable places all the time. Right. So, yeah. Now, he says, so, yeah, he says they're, and I love how they arrange this. Apparently, their regular janitor just all of a sudden got a trip to Hawaii and took off. (laughs) Sweet deal, man. Again, when you got, like, golf ball-sized nuggets of gold to toss around at your disposal, I guess it's not that hard to send Buddy on a surprise trip. (laughs) Weird. Weird. Imagine that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so they're very delighted that Harry shows up, and he gets these coveralls that say Norm, and he's like, could have been worse. I guess that's could have read Freddy. Now, the only reference... Kruger? Is, that's the only thing that comes to mind with a Freddy. And I know there was, like, in the Scream movie parodies, um, Craven makes a cameo in, like, all of them. And in Scream, or one of the versions of it, or whatever, um, he is playing a janitor named Fred. And he's dressed in, like, the red striped shirt. and Like, he looks like Freddy Krueger. So I'm like, I don't know if this is just a vague reference... To that, if there's another Freddy janitor thing, I might be missing. No, I'm fairly certain that that's that Freddy Krueger. just a Freddy Krueger yeah. thing. Okay, because I wasn't sure, because I don't think, because uh, was the actual Freddy Krueger, he worked in like a, bo- like there was a boiler thing or something, but I don't think he actually like worked as a janitor specifically himself. I have to look Kruger. that up, but I think he was. Yeah, I think he was. Uh, Kruger was an actual janitor. Yeah. Anyways. Because children were going like, missing, I think. Yeah, well, before yeah. Before he was caught. Because he's the nightmare on Elm Street, so he's the one that, like, gets into your dreams, right? Or is that Jason? I never actually yeah. watched these movies. Yeah. Um, and I know he's got the, the handmade claw hand was his weapon of choice. And I know there was a thing about him, like, disposing of bodies in boilers or something, but I wasn't sure if that would actually allude to him actually, like, working in a school with, like, a boiler room. And But anyways... So, yeah, feel free if we are way off track on this, by all means, enlighten us. But, um, yeah, that was the only reference I got to the to the Freddy thing. So he starts engineering sanitation. Yes, says general cleaning duties until he spots Erwin at lunchtime. At lunchtime. And he's, apparently he's not that hard to pick out. He's very <laughs> tall for his age. So now he says the boy's about eight or nine. I think the only thing he gets is when he sees the picture, he says he looks about eight or nine. We get no further. So assuming that is his age, this puts him in about fourth grade. So he's already very tall, which again, as I discussed with my friend, <laughs> is very possible. He was like, they say, six foot by like age 12. So yeah, so if you're given his age, he's about in fourth grade, um, very tall already for his age compared to those around. And now I, th- I believe it also establishes that Madison Academy is an elementary middle school. So to me, this says, so for us, elementary school is like kindergarten to grade six and middle school is like junior high, which is grade seven to nine. So presumably this is like a kindergarten to nine, kindergarten nine kind of a school or whatever, or right? at least eight. Or at least, yeah, I'm not quite sure if middle yeah. school ranks slightly differently. Oh yeah, because yeah, high school usually is, yeah, nine, they got four years. Yeah. We do three years of high school. So anyways, so... Um, so yeah, there's a fairly broad range, but, um, and stands out that he's kind of a bit of a loner, not because he's like super weird or awkward in itself, but it's just, he holds himself a little bit different, a little part, uh, not aloof or anything he says. He's just, whatever, he's, he's not just interested. one of the others. He's just one of the others. Yeah. He's just not quite interested in all the same things as everybody else. He's got his nose buried in a book. He's got <laughs> like a double-sized lunch because <laughs> he's like a double-sized kid. <laughs> Um, but exactly, he's just not whatever. He's and, and and I guess I guess 
the the takeaway is that he's kind of okay with that, right? Like he's not, you know, he's he's not just the outcast for the sake of being the outcast, and he's, he's not, not staring after other kids yearning for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's just like, whatever. I'm a little bit different, and I'm okay with that, and that's cool. I just don't really, yeah. But obviously, that does make him a target, and you know, also a. Uh, kindred spirit to harry and a very mm. kid, like they kind of hit it hard and i mean i guess you don't necessarily have to like none of it is that um like obscure or out of the norm but basically like like he's harry mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i'm like he's too tall for his age he's too busy like reading he makes references other people don't get he's like he's really like they hit like everything kind of and and he's not an orphan but he also makes it clear once they have their first or second interaction or whatever that he doesn't know his dad mm-hmm. right so harry grew up with you know the lack of parents natural parents and that and you know so i mean yeah it's it's really it's just like like way to hit like all the the you know harry's like just right invested right from i mean not only like okay bigfoot like you had me at bigfoot but now sad little boy (laughs) essentially i'm bigfoot's son (laughs) so yeah so he's very exactly um right away he spots the trouble right away he knows what's going on he sees these and again like for the sake of ease but i'm like why the hell does Irwin sit down at their table <laughs> like really like, i get you're sitting at the other end of their table but i'm like you literally and again this isn't the first time we've established that this has been going like for a couple months mom started picking yep. them up and dropping them off directly kind of a thing maybe so. it's assigned seating at lunchtime mm-hmm. could be okay i'll go with that because <laughs> otherwise i'm like i could get like okay he wasn't really paying attention he had his note but at the same time i'm like obviously this isn't an ideal situation and it's a private um, school it probably isn't very big and also I those kids, maybe they that. do just follow him around. He's learned if he sits at no matter what table, they'll sit at the same one. Well, maybe. Just it just sounds yeah. like they're already Roast seated and he goes and, and sits. In this anyways. one case, but over the months, he's learned. Like, if he tries yeah. to sit elsewhere, they're going to follow. So I guess maybe it just still struck me a little off. I'm like, I get, you know, for the ease of the scenario and for Harry to keep an eye on all of them. But I was like, seriously, I'm like, if that was me, I'm pretty sure I would not be purposely just, yeah. you know, jumping into my fate and sitting I would at least try <laughs> But anyways. Well, Dresden witnesses the act of the bullying by the two boys in an older grade. Yeah, he can clearly, he makes out of these five or six boys, there's clearly this set of twins that are the worst of the worst. They're the ringleaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if not twins, yeah, very close At least together. Cl- yeah, they're brothers. But yeah, yeah, either really close together or twins, so I can rock with. And the only thing is, it's, well, I guess we'll get to that in a bit. I was going to say about the heritage, but that's, that's, um, but yeah, they do the classic, they whack his book and they tip his tray and Erwin's like fuck me and immediately immediately coach pete what are you doing when did he do that what happened yeah. this is the first time i'd understand it but you keep doing this i'm like really coach pete you're just kind of a dick and and Erwin takes it without argument at all just is like yes sir yeah so and i get and i'm gonna say that's probably a combination of this has obviously been the norm but it's also a little bit of like again i think that's just sort of Irwin's personality too he's just kind of the quiet keep to himself don't make a bigger deal out of it than you can avoid doesn't want to get the other boys in trouble yeah right doesn't want to make again like as harry was saying right he knows he's gonna be more of an outcast if he makes a big deal and tattles or whatever and stuff right so he's just yeah kind of resigned to his fate just kind of yeah polite, resigned to his polite. fate with the other students but also seemingly with coach pete with yeah, yeah yeah that's what i mean yeah with obviously yeah. this guy's sort of been writing him as well so he's just like and i like how you get this little moment in here too where like coach pete insults hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy right <laughs> like the instant like all right appeal to the nerds and yeah. everyone reading your book this guy's clearly a bad guy <laughs> like yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. clearly erwin is awesome for a fourth grader reading uh hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yeah. <laughs> right and like yeah harry's little soulmate yeah exactly and right. obviously yeah coach yeah. pete is just instant yeah. bad guy <laughs> yeah coach vogon <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. uh, so yeah so detention for Irwin because he dropped his lunch tray yeah for the fifth time this month so, yeah i think something. something like that Enough to do oh, Yeah, he's like, how many times has your tray ended up on the floor? And he's like, this would be five. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, in whatever the time frame is. But, um... Show that this has been going on quite a, quite a long time with the yeah. boys. Which, again, fits in with Mama Bigfoot's whole assessment, you know, mm-hmm. that this started a while ago. And, yeah, things have been a little bit better since she was um, there. But, uh, <laughs> again, classic Harry immediately starts... Kind of, what are you looking at? 
just wondering if you have any well got in here. He's like, what was that supposed to be? Or he's like, is that a joke? Depends on how much poetry you <laughs> Like, he just love he's like right there. He's like, he's got to have his sarcastic comments. He's got to have his little dives. He's got to have his mostly goes over the bad guy's head because, you know, they're never as clever or witty no. or referential <laughs> as yep. Harry. And in this particular case, it serves as a code for Irwin. Like, I'm on your team. Exactly. Yeah. Let's Irwin. Hint, hint, yeah. nudge, nudge. Like, yeah, buddy, I'm here for you. Yeah. yeah. Instant bonding. Yeah. Great. Yeah, and I like, too, how the janitor's just also having lunch with the kids. Like, Harry was there having his lunch. <gasps> well, he does room. He does say that there was um, a staff table. A staff table. Uh, but it's still weird. Admit. Like It is It is weird, and it's kind of funny. Even now, like, I'm thinking back to it, and I'm like, you know, I don't really remember a janitor um, being around during the day. Oh, well, I'm trying to think of, like, when I was in, like, a big Catholic high school, and I'm like... Even then, like, I'm sure exactly, like, if stuff happened, I'm like, was they really a janitor they called to clean up, or did the teacher go grab a mop bucket? We had caretakers on school property, right? Like, I do recall that. But did they come around to your classroom? But it was like one, yeah, it was more like when the classroom was empty, you know? Like, you'd see them walk down the hallway in between, you know, the empty classrooms during that time or something. I was gonna say, like, I just don't really remember my during the lessons. Yeah, Yeah, like, definitely after school, I remember. Um, like, like I say, I'd go to a separate school for the first half of my school life because my dad's were there. And again, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we didn't have a jam. I mean, again, that was like a smaller private school kind of a thing. And I'm pretty sure that custodian just came in like at the end of the day when we were done, they came in to clean the school afterwards. Although when I was in, when I was, when I was in, in grade one and grade two, yeah. the, the school that we had, we had uh, like the most amazing janitor. He would at lunchtime do tricks for everybody and like, Oh, and I see. Yeah. And, we didn't and have, and like I said, he was one of the favorite, favorite so staff. He, he was a visible yeah. member of He's one the of the few people that I remember from yeah. my elementary But even existence. like, that's so rare because even it if is. there was like a staff table, like even Hogwarts like Filch didn't have a seat at the teacher's lunch table like I mean I don't know if he didn't really ever mention I don't know if he had a spot down at the he end did not that. but either way <laughs> I was gonna say our teachers certainly did like yeah so I was yeah. gonna say definitely by like high school when we were in like a very large school that had like you know a couple thousand people or whatever the hell our school held I just don't remember a janitor sort of being around a lot. I recall an elementary, though. I definitely though. don't remember any of them having a teacher's table. Like, they went to the teacher's yeah. lounge, the staff room, and ate their lunch or whatever. But in elementary school, like, teachers, like, were on rotation. Like, mm-hmm. like two or three would cover lunch depending on the day of the week, you know? Yeah, they all had to do monitor. It. So maybe you have, like, two or three. They, on days when they're doing their lunch, they also eat their lunch then in that room. Oh, maybe that's maybe just that, that. you know? Maybe it's more of that kind of a case or whatever. But I still, like, the janitor wouldn't be a part of that, right? You, would, you seems, wouldn't expect it's but. extra like they're like this is the first time the janitor's ever come to have I was gonna say, maybe because he's is, watching Irwin so I was gonna like, say maybe this is more just a hairy yeah. thing like I don't care maybe yeah. the janitor doesn't normally yeah. but I'm watching this yeah, kid there's yeah. a table with teachers I'm just gonna sit here and yeah. have my lunch but plus I mean even that they seem to have like a full I mean again it's a private school but whatever but they have like a full on cafeteria that they're loading up trays like yeah we didn't mm-hmm. have that until I went to like high school yeah. and yeah. again it was a pretty select you know what you could get but Anyway, so yeah, so he goes over to help them clean up, so they have their little bonding moment. You've read Hitchhiker's Guide 42 times. (laughs) (laughs) I love that moment. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like... So they bond a little. The universe and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Helps her and clean up and definitely makes friends with them. Yeah. Exactly. Um, he's like, he has this fun thing. He's like, oh, he's like those two boys giving you trouble a lot. Or he's like, well, what do you mean? What do you? And again, again, this is a book thing. And I've said this before. I'm like books, TV, whatever, where I'm like, kids always seem, I don't know if it's necessarily a tad more mature, but whatever. Yeah. Like these conversations that I'm like, I just don't see myself ever having this. A little bit more eloquent. And a little bit more eloquent. And forthcoming. And tough, yeah, exactly. And like, get you know, none of this like, huh, what are you talking about? Like, get, you know, it's just they know exactly what you're talking about. And I, I get that Irwin's obviously a bit of a smarty pants and stuff. But again, this nine-year-old boy, and he's just very reserved and is like, yeah, no, not really. It's not that big a deal. Like, how do you know? And he's like, yeah, I gotcha. Um, and then Butcher definitely likes to write his his children characters is much more mature than they are like we've got even they know the more. restoration of faith they that kid it's is jenny wow. sells yeah. are you gonna kill my daddy mm-hmm. i think he's one of the bad guys now it's like yeah. whoa kid you're like 13 <laughs> yeah. um but yeah exactly whether it's oh yeah b talks about yeah he's like i don't think he's like oh it's you know just what boys do like it's just in fun it's just part of right and harry's like doesn't even make you mad like even a little bit and he's like 
sometimes. Like, I don't like when they mess with my broccoli. And there's like, broccoli? He's like, I love broccoli. He's like, nobody loves broccoli. Like, it's a big lie all those adults yeah. say so that we can make you suffer because we had to eat. He's like, I like broccoli. And he's like, okay then. But yeah, just kind of a cute moment where he's like, yeah. legitimately, I was like, I don't care that they like, you know, pick on me. They've been going home with like, scratches and bruises and but fuck that. And they wreck my broccoli. That's it. That's just a step too far over the line. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. So, nice priorities. <laughs> Weird old little kid. So you get with the Bigfoot side yeah. of it. <laughs> like, yeah. So he sends he sends Erwin off to get more lunch and finishes cleaning up. But he does this moment when he's like staring at the kids or whatever like that, and he's like, like I don't know. He said early in the chapter, he's like, they do what all teenage boys do, whatever, like pick on each other and they're mean. But then he looks at them again. And he's like, no, they're moving like predators. Yeah. And not like kids. He's like, there is something in their blood as well. Like, yeah, this is he's not like just kids. inexperienced, but predators. Yeah, yeah, more so than just your regular everyday. It's like, damn, Harry, boy. dark. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'd never seen it in a child, but he'd seen it in Hunting Cats, Vampires, Sundry Monsters. He's like, yeah, they're predators. So yeah, so then he's like, hmm, maybe they're not the only one. Only scions of mixed blood here at the school. So, um... So uh, we find out that Erwin is really smart, because Harry, like takes a, a peek into each of their classrooms and yeah scopes things out just like doing trigger trigono- high school trigonometry for I know and I do like that at least Harry says he's like oh I recognize it he's like of course I was doing it in high school I'm like thank yeah. you because I'm like I don't even care if this is a private school like trig- fourth grade he's a fourth grader yeah and again, I'm like, this, again, must be some kind of fancy, snazzy private school because I don't, again, most of us, it's high school, like, not even by eighth grade, you know, middle school would normally be doing. So the fact that they even offer this class to anybody in this school, I'm like, you must have some rich, intellectual yeah, I mean, kids here that you must have a separate class. Clearly, because like, academics is a big deal. Yeah, yeah and, and again, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where I'm like, which again, almost immediately takes me back to the way he describes the brothers. Because he's like, five, like they basically were in the grip of like agonizing boredom, and they didn't seem to be preparing to murder teach or anything. But basically, they were just like, I'm like, they do not sound like. So is it one of those cases of they're not really school oriented, but they have to be there, and they do well anyways because it's you know you're part of the royal family. You fucking better pass school or not. Like you're not flunking yeah. out of elementary school. I don't care. You know, like, they just have to be or Because I'm like, they don't sound like they belong at this school. I'm like, you've got yeah. nine-year-old Irwin reading, you know, semi-adult books and, and doing trigonometry. And you got these two punk-ass kids who are, like, you know, sound something like the equivalent of, of you know, Nelson and Kearney and Jim Bob or whatever off, like, The Simpsons. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, they don't sound like any, like any academic giants here. So I'm like, how are they in school? But again, it doesn't say that, like, they're doing badly. Well, they're just, again, it they just, just says care. that they're, they're bored. They're apathetic, they're... yeah. Yeah, and again. Apathet- it... I mean, I was apathetic in school. Like, well, I still it, passed. And it does, yeah, it doesn't say that this is specifically, like, a nerdy school or anything. Like, it's not there yeah, just for just the private, academics. Yeah. It's it's a private school. But, yeah, just, again, that sort of juxtaposition was a little bit. I was like, how do you get, like, advanced elementary classes mm-hmm. and then these schmucks but yeah. I guess they accommodate a lot a very broad spectrum here very at this broad. school mm-hmm. yeah so Harry goes on uh, after the last bell rings and goes to passively confront coach Vogon Pete yeah cause he's like mm, he was in there just a little bit too quick maybe yeah. he's you know something to and I, I love I love this interaction as well <laughs> he's just like leaning up against the gym like when they when class lets out at the end of the day and he's like, Did you have work to do? Doing it. I mean, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> he's like the picture of every like industrious janitor. And he's like, duh. I'm like I'm like, oh, I'd be nice sometimes. I'm like, you know, I've actually like had those jobs where you have it. I'm like, I just wanna be like Harry something more. I get to go into these jobs like undercover. And it doesn't matter if I do a good job or not because it's yeah, not like, like I'm there to do a that real job. job. Yeah, exactly. Right. I just want to be like, um, excuse me, I'm I, totally working. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. I know. That's good. And yeah. And so we have, so yeah, so he's like, oh, who are you? And he's like, I'm Harry Dresden. Wizard. Wizard. But he doesn't pull up. He doesn't soul gaze for what? Uh, yes. For what? Because <laughs> we talked about in these first couple. See, I mean, a couple times but it wasn't his choice. Yeah, it was like sometimes it was his choice, sometimes it wasn't, but it was happening a lot. But it's kind of interesting because really it's not a lot different. No. 
other than because it's still, and we were talking, I can't even remember now if it was one of the ones I was listening to that I wasn't here for or one of the last ones I was just that we were talking about in the last couple episodes of Full Moon. But were you saying something like it was a while ago since Marcone had soul gazed him or whatever? But he, I think that was it. We were talking about the meeting of the pit. And he's like, no, don't kill him. Like, we need him, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, just Marcone always knows like 10 steps ahead of everything. But I was like, but that's the thing too, um, is that the soul gaze never fades. Like he says, like anything. So, I mean, it doesn't matter that it was like a year ago, two years ago, or 10 years ago. Him and Marcone are both going to remember that the second it happened. The soul gaze never fades, but the soul can change afterwards. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there can be changes, but that thing, Mm -hmm. but yeah, but exactly. So I'm like, when the site basically, he says the same thing. Like he looks at things and it stays, you know, again, why he's talking Mm -hmm. about in like a storm front. You know, you don't want to whip it out all the time because it's going to (laughs) stay with you, right? So it's like, it's kind of, I guess a slightly better just version. drive you insane after a while. Exactly. So I'm like, I guess yeah, this is it's kind of irresponsible. better than that. Well, it isn't, it isn't. But I'm like, again, it's sort of, I get that it, you know, it's, it's a slightly different choice from the soul gaze. But again, it's it's not really, it, it has a lot of the same effect. It just doesn't let you see as directly into who that person well, is. Yeah, it's either soul deep person. or surface deep, right? Yeah. But it's, it's yeah, staying no matter what. But yeah, he decides he wants to check this out. And well, he uses and his sight instead. And lo and behold, yeah. Coach Pete is not what he's A elf. Yes. And that, uh, that this is the boy's guardian, and he refuses to stop the boys from using Erwin as bait in practice. <laughs> it's like he's so cold a product. He's like, he's like, he's a whetstone. They can hold their... I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, way to just reduce them to an object. <laughs> like, you know, not even just, like... Not even, like, an adversary or something. That they Basically, he's just, like... Yeah, he's, like, he's a whetstone. They can just sharpen their skills on him, and it doesn't matter. It's just... And I have to kind of wonder, like, again, I get it. It makes the plot of the story, but... You'd think there'd be easier targets that... Right? You, you've got... Again, in a school like this that obviously caters to a broad spectrum of intellect... There's got to be a lot of other nerds at this school and a lot of other young kids that aren't maybe, you know, towering above everybody else and it, doing, like, high school not, trigonometry. It's not you just, think it's like, just random like kids. It's power supernatural. Power. Yeah. You think that's it's all the part draws of the supernatural. Because they, I think he says, like, part of it is that, like, they are just drawn to Erwin because of that. Like, it's yeah. not so much as just, I mean, you know, the same way that, like, you know, uh, cats, you know, they don't go after bugs or dogs don't have to go after bugs they chase squirrels or something like i don't know like it's just like there's a certain point when it's just not worth it not on your radar not yeah the same reward i guess I, I well or, i yeah i guess i understand that to a bit like you say maybe a different like you say reward and they may be level kind of a thing but not again, allowed to pray against humans yet and maybe that, maybe living within human society, maybe it is sort of one of those laws of don't get noticed too soon, too early, too obviously by mm-hmm. mortal kind. Because um, I was going to say, I'm like, you know, Harry says at some point, I don't remember if we've come across it yet, but basically, you know, he's like, um, predators are, are opportunistic. You know, they really like their ambush mostly right they pick off the weak and the sick from the herd and things like that right so it's just that to me i'm like i guess a little bit in the whether or not it's it's enough to do because you're right you know a lot of dogs don't go out of their way to chase down you know butterflies or grasshoppers whereas cats will definitely toy with bugs all the time so i'm like maybe it could just be like you say not on the radar the same way but i was just like you think you know being opportunistic and going after like prey that i'm like there's probably a lot more preyish prey <laughs> mm-hmm. But you whatever, know, like you say, it could reward, just be, you know, and especially for like kids too. Like it might just be that you know, uh, just more fun, you know. Erwin blinks a little brighter than the rest of them because he's got that supernatural, you know. Whereas that, yeah, it could, the adults might be like, yeah, we go after like the sick and the weak and the by themselves, but the kids are still like, no, I want to play with the shiny one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know. Screw yes. easy. I want to play with the... Oh, well, yeah. exactly, until they get smacked down a few times and realize, mm-hmm. oh, this is tough to go up against something mm-hmm. bigger and stronger than you are. And But yeah. She's, again, part of the learning process that he's trying to, uh, you know, instill, instill in the in kids, the, right? Yeah. So, you know, Harry is now in, in an obvious hard place. He can't take out the Svartalf because um, he doesn't have the experience, and he also doesn't want to start conflict with the White Council. And he can't directly influence the boys because the smart elf will kick his ass. Yeah, and he's very matter-of-fact about that. You know, and Harry's like, yeah, I believe him. He's like, I'm old. You are young. (laughs) I will just, it's just, it's an inevitable foregone conclusion that I will win. Which is like, well, shit. And then, yeah, he doesn't want to potentially bring 
you know, the White Council up against Vardalheim and that. Um, but yeah, I, um, yeah, he's he's trying. Their hands are gonna be really full in a couple months. I better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Harry's got this. It's just again, his 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 attempt at diplomacy. You know, yeah. so he doesn't want to stir the pot too much, even though he'll do lots of pop. Well, I can't remember. Come, I can't remember if he really goes into it much here, but it's it's very briefly implied that whereas we've just gone through Ghoul Goblin, where those were clearly lone rangers on their own, the Spartoffs yeah. are community, right? So it's not just. An off bad guy, well, right? And like that's this is the a thing. full and organization, family group. Well, and again, I supernatural think he entity. had, you know, those two and the go- the ghoul and the goblin, mm-hmm. specifically in this area, fighting for territory, going after this one family. It made it an isolated. And like again, yeah. Harry takes out all kinds of monsters yeah. and things like that, right? But again, in this, what makes it tricky is that the smart elf is acting within the exactly, parameters yeah. of exactly. You know, if it yeah. was just one smart elf yeah. preying on children he probably would be within his rights to yeah. do something but yeah since dude is there as a guardian and the kids are the ones this yeah. is what makes it all and why again it would become more of a conflict between the whole white council and the whole smart Alpheim as opposed to just Harry and Coach Pete or whatever right so yeah it becomes and exactly it's like well I can't just pick on kids either like and they don't really like this doesn't even wonder they don't really ever specify what um like whether the boys are smart elves or not. I mean, again, he says mostly they're known for being like um, artisans and like really good and um, with with their artifacts and things like that. So I kind of oh, I thought it was just really implied that they were, but see, I wasn't. Because again, he says like there's just he's a guardian in that, right? So it's like well, you could have just been any right. kind of supernatural babysitter hired to because again of the. Um, the reputation of smart elves being good to their word and don't cross them, right? Again, is they just like a really cool supernatural nanny? Or again, is it because they are also smart elves and part of it, so this is a natural, right? Because I'm like, you know, again, he describes them as like hunting cats, vampires and things, so I kind of t- almost leaned a little bit towards. But yeah, it's just not really here nor there. It's just one of those things. I'm like, we don't actually know where the kids are, what kind of predators they are, mm. what kind of lineage and, and whatever. But anyways, either way, yeah, Harry's like... Yeah, how do I how do I fix it? He's like, well, so you're gonna. He's like, I'm not gonna call him off. And again, I get, but again, this is like a really harsh line, which again sort of makes me wonder if it's like whatever. I've just been hired to do this job, and this is what I'm. You know, no personal investment in whether this is how our children. Kind of reminds me of talking to a Vulcan. A little bit, yeah. He's very, but that's the thing. He's like, I need to let them learn these skills, and I'm gonna, you know, doesn't care at all about any of the other kids. And I mean. I don't know, again, if it would be crossing a line if there was any of the regular mortal children involved because we're dealing supernatural to supernatural. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm like, again, I was like, well, even if I wanted my kids to be, like, strong and assertive, I'm not going to be like, yeah, go ahead, you figure out how to pick and bully on people so that you don't get picked and bullied, right? See, I'm I don't like, know if I, like, because even if you read, like, uh, I mean, this is, again, like, this is an adult book, right? Even if we're dealing with the children's school at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But even if you read books like the Percy Jackson series or the Harry Potter movies, like or books as well, uh, when the kids are fighting with each other, the adults are always like, yeah, y'all gotta learn your shit, right? Like, they let the kids fucking, like, beat the shit out of each other, throw spells at each other, duel each other, because it's like, you gotta learn, right? And yeah. these supernatural boundaries, puberty is a little bit different, <laughs> you know? It's not like, yeah, bullying is bad, but, like, kind of even when you're all dealing with just humans, but with supernatural extras... It's I like guess the kids gotta figure their shit out, right? They're, and it's yeah. a low stakes level thing. And even if it's harsh to like be bullying Erwin, it's like they're not out murdering people on the streets; they're just bullying, you know. They, Which is, you know, obviously bad. But although really, when you get to that in a moment, it's pretty serious. Oh, well, bullying. It does but anyways, but yeah, I, I guess I suppose I can remember way back. This would have been like early '80s or whatever. Um, I don't remember this. I don't remember I'm talking about it. But I guess someone at school was picking on my older sister and my older brother was so you know they discovered him like doing like chin-ups on the bar in his closet or something my dad's like what he's like oh well so-and-so has been picking on i'm gonna you know and my dad's like oh no 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 like you can't fight that's not you know my mom was a little bit like he's standing up for his sister like yeah let him you know like yeah you can't do an all out like you're not gonna load him up with brass knuckles and you know what i mean but it was basically like exactly like you do need to learn your boundaries a little bit and i mean again i think it's one of those things where um 
where, where do you draw that line? Like, obviously, bullying is not cool. Obviously, it's great that we've got all these anti-bullying movements, and especially with cyberbullying, it's so much different. But there was a certain something to back in the day, like, you know, Little House on the Prairie, where Bobby is bugging Joey, and Joey, like, bops Bobby on the nose, and they're like, oh, okay, fine, we're done. You know, like, oh, I can't pick on Bobby. He's good. You know what I mean? And that was how you saw, and you went off, and you, I mean, yeah, now it's, like, different. Yeah, if you get six of your friends piling on and beating the crap out of one kid, like, okay, that's not an unfair, but... I suppose yeah. there's a certain, like you say, learn. It's like a little you say, bit like one step removed. Huh? It's obviously a lot worse when it's real life and when it's actually you dealing yes. with it. But when, like, reading about it, it just seems like, ah, this isn't all content everywhere. Like, we've all heard this story. It's like, ah, you know. So I kind of see what your point is. Like, the coach is being, like, way harsh. But on the other hand, I'm just like, ah, we've seen this a million times you before. I'm so say, over, you know. Yeah, you do make a point, too, that this is part of where we learned. This is why there are peers and things, is you learn to stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you learn what lines are okay to cross and what's not. And when Yeah, and it's easy like, enough to say, like, in real life, so, obviously bullying has a very damaging effect. Yeah, at least like, as far as literature goes, this is like you say. Again, this is that supernatural element that makes it different. Yeah. That's, you know, the right. Buffy verse and whatever mm-hmm. or not. But yeah, it's still cold, man. <coughs> still cold. Harry grabs a few tools from the janitor's closet and heads to the cafeteria. Yeah, Harry's like, all right, fine. You're going to let these kids do what they're going to do. I'm also going to do what I'm going to do. If we're both going to be like... Yeah, coaches watching from the sidelines like I'm also going to be in the <laughs> ring <laughs> and Harry's trying so hard he's like okay well you've stated your position I've stated my position I see where we're both you know your concern is for your charges my concern is for my charge how do we how do we resolve this and he's like I don't care it's not my problem yeah and Harry's like okay Thanks. but like I don't want like can't I, no it doesn't matter I don't care um, if you do anything I'm going to kick your ass and that'll still be it so yeah. and Harry's like come on man like work with me and he's like oh your problem Yeah. so Harry's like oh and I love when he gets to the he's like I have a detention over which to preside to preside over being so like grammatic which is so funny because I know there's at least one point in a later book where Harry's like bitching and complaining and like correcting people just because he can't I was going to say it's just because it's like when it works for him it's a good thing and when it's someone else any way to just be contrary and just like twist that knife a little like nobody talks like that oh I'm sorry you were totally saying that wrong could you speak properly please Especially because like, we find you, out Harry. that the Svartelfs are, uh, like, fae. And they're, uh, uh, like all fae beings, they're very bound to the letter of the word, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's, like, it's, it's like, really important for the Svartelfs to matter how he says it. Like, <laughs> how they just are, but yeah. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so he's like, I have a detention. And this is the other part that throws me. So he's like, okay, whatever. He's like, how do I act without acting? Who can stand up to them? Okay, and I'm like, and then he heads to the cafeteria. And I'm like, why the fuck is detention in the cafeteria? I'm like, this isn't even the janitor. If the janitor gave detention to someone, okay, he's got, like, a dinky little desk and, like, a broom closet. Yeah, why not in the gym? Why? It's the coach. Why aren't you, like, in the gym or in a spare classroom? Like, it just, and especially because yeah. it's not even said, like, I realize the incident happened in the gym. And he's like, report to me for detention. But I would assume showing up to the gym coach's office because mm-hmm. again most schools seem to have that and if you don't specifically they're usually but again if the like only a mixed detention, teacher where they have another classroom if or the sh- detention is writing lines and i could see why the coach wouldn't have a desk to be writing lines with right well yeah which i was gonna say mm-hmm. maybe spare classroom or something mm-hmm. if the coach doesn't have a blackboard yeah, normally thing, there are like detention just, classrooms it just was weird to me that the the mm-hmm. cafeteria was i'm like i don't know maybe this is one of those weird things that like butcher school was like this well, you don't assume other people's are different you're like i don't know that's what we did but it's extra like, funny <laughs> because it's like it's not like a tv set where you only can afford two sets right well, that's like it's a too. book you can have anything yeah, it's like <laughs> well i'm kind of gym and the cafeteria at least the cafeterias have tables in them so yeah i know it's just well, Anyways, it just was one of those things that... I think just for the from the writer's perspective, that having him in a classroom, it would be... It's too hard for to write um, Dresden to be able to go into it, whereas he can go into the cafeteria to clean freely as part of his job. But this like is after school, and yeah. Harry doesn't care. <laughs> well, right. there's that, yeah. I think there's just the ease, yeah. the ease of it, and, like... I guess it just, again, to me, struck me as a slight... Especially because he never says anything. It's not even like he was, like, mm-hmm. just report back here for... And, like, how does Harry know the detention is in the cafeteria? Like, that's not, to me, the first place you would pick, and it was never said, come to the cafeteria for detention. But Point is, it doesn't matter. Magical, <laughs> magical storyline. One of those, again, details that is, like, what? Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Harry drops his facade and is basically like, hey, everyone, fuck those kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> you and me, like, buddy, we're uh... in this together. <laughs> 
and he's like, yeah, go Peach is like, Peach, Pete. This is the other thing too, like not critical, but I'm like, I don't know, dude, like grab a seat. He's like leaning against a wall. <laughs> he's got, he's like, I don't know if he's interested. And he's like, I have to assume he's just doing it for show because I don't know what smart elves are really that interested in the NBA, <laughs> but he's keeping up his coachly facade, <laughs> like thumbing through the sports magazine or whatever. And yeah, it gets kind of the evil eye when he comes in. He's like, I know what you're doing here. What are you doing here? Why are you stupid janitor wizard? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm just mopping. <laughs> I think one of the, the lines that I really liked from this, uh, from from Irwin, or Harry talking to Irwin, where he talks about his, like, that he knows his father, that he lets him know that his father is the one who sent him. Mm-hmm. And then the the look on Irwin's face. My dad? And, oh. But uh, you know the, the line, I knew what it was like to have holes in my life in the shape of people who should have been there. Like, what a great yeah. line. Like, that was really well written. Damn. Like, yeah. yeah. And again, just another yeah. very, yeah, bonding, like, we get each other kind yeah. of uh, and yeah. Harry is really nice about it too. He's like, like Erwin's like, oh, are you sh-? like he's a nice guy? And Harry's like, yeah. And Erwin's like, I thought mom was just like writing his name on the tags. And Harry's like, probably not. I know. Like, Aww. It's a nice moment here, and it, I think you know, not as not that there was much um, animosity or distrust between them. Like they like bonded pretty quick over like Harry just insulting him, right? Yeah. But this was just a little bit more of just like, oh, like, now no, we're like really you, friends. Bro. It's, like, yeah, it's like, not just like, oh, we both like Douglas Adams. It's like, and yeah, also, no, also I, sad for like Irwin too that he trusts so quickly. He's like a friend. I know. I need. I'll latch on to anyone. <laughs> like, oh, because Harry says before, and even now in these early books, he's probably not quite as scarred and yeah. scary. But it's still like a tall, tall man. And sure, kind the, of the sharp janitor features. is probably less scary than the duster. <laughs> with his, but with his yeah. mini overall. <laughs> but still, generally speaking, Harry's an imposing figure. Yeah. So even then, for this kid to latch on and Just be like, "We're friends. Like, I like you instantly." It's like, oh. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. It is. It is really touching. It's um. So yeah, so essentially there's this like moment too when like Harry's basically just like like giving advice. He's like, listen, like there's you gotta make him stop somehow. Like this is on you to figure it out, which is very like a quick thing for Harry to be like, all right, the adults aren't willing to make a deal with me. The kids gotta make a deal. Yeah, and he's very much like, all right, Irwin, like let's you're making a deal. And right? I, I kind of like how Harry plays his hand a little bit because yeah, when he comes in and Coach is like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm just whatever. And he's like, you know, you can't interfere because I'll like totally kick your ass and like say, potentially spark off this whole other big mm-hmm. thing. And he's like. I get that. I can't, you know, interfere as, like, wizard to Svartal for, mm-hmm. like, but he's like, but, you know, this is a pretty fancy school, and if the janitor just happened to notice some kid getting beat up, you'd have to, I'm like, that's actually fairly lovely. Like, you're right. You yeah. go with just the mortal, mortal angle there. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, well, this isn't cool. And you're right. If a, if an adult actually witnessed this, you would be compelled part. to pass it along and whatever. And then, I mean, the Sparta still kind of shuts him down a bit because he's like, whatever. They're, they're, yeah, they're good luck with that. Yeah, they're like, they you have a point money, money is power. They just have a whole lot. Yeah, he's like, they, they, they donated like this entire cafeteria we're standing in. Yeah. So probably not. But it does still rate. It's, it's maybe not a super strong card, but it's at least something Harry can play of. Again, that whole... Mm-hmm alerting the more putting it out there yeah. and not keeping it so hidden and behind walls right. and yeah when again he's kind of like yeah you can try but the kids aren't going to get kicked out because yeah. they still right and he's like okay fine and then yeah he's still he's like okay Irwin, last yeah. chance here like but you got to stand up for yourself like i would totally do it for you but you don't understand what's going on here and yeah. i mean well he's very gentle about it the kids like you oh, could come every day and harry's like every day forever yeah. probably not right it's gentle but he's also like buddy like you gotta step up like yeah which is again like one of those like you know fire with fire isn't necessarily the best thing for i mean you know speaking of all of those like just say no to bullying campaigns that we've all got these days like harry's not really following the guidelines right like you're supposed to tell an adult and you're supposed to tell the authorities but harry's like listen real life shit <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> they exactly. burn you you burn them bigger which is you know yeah it's, it's very hard to go back and forth because it's like on the one hand it's like yeah okay i agree with like you know real like anti-bullying like real life kids just tell parents but in books it's like yeah no fuck those kids up <laughs> yeah well again and this is where i mean again this is where you come back i guess the supernatural and supernatural right like if it was you know faith aster or something like that maybe he would have had different advice for kind of a thing but again he's knowing that there's more on the line here Mm -hmm. um and again it's that um harry i guess was 
See, Harry's is different because he was mostly just a mortal kid growing up with regular, like, okay, so he was learning magic, but wizards are just people, right? They're not. As far as he knows. Think about zoo days. We won't get to that short story for five years, but <laughs> we've read it, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna not focus on that right now because I'm, it's take way too much for me to pull up all the details of that. Um, but I mean, I guess, but Harry did just sort of deal with like regular schoolyard mm-hmm. bullying kind of a thing, right? Yes, and it wasn't I, and supernatural. Supernatural, yeah. And I just, I, this is a little bit, because again, when they get into it, like the kid, and I guess they know, co- like again, I don't know if the boys, there's not enough about the, the bully boys themselves. Um, to know if they know what they are, if they know they're specifically, you know, a step outside the world, or again, if right now they're just kind of a couple of bratty kids or whatever, right? But I mean, obviously, Coach Pete is on their side. He lets them get away with everything. So whether they know that there's, like, a bigger stick, because, I mean, we don't even really know if Irwin knows he's half Bigfoot. Like, because, again, if he did, he might understand a little bit more why, right? He just doesn't really seem to know why dad isn't there. Like, maybe Yeah, mom I feel just, like he just doesn't know yet. I, I yeah. feel like, yeah, he's yeah. young enough that mom hasn't really sat him down and explained yet. So it does say that the bully brothers are, like, maybe a year or two older. But, again, if he's, like, nine, they're, like, ten or eleven. Like, they're mm-hmm. still not that, right? So we don't really... But, I mean, yeah, part of me is, like, again, I'm shocked at the fact that they're just going into the, like, with Harry being there. And they, they, they barely pause, right? Like, they see him in the hallway... But when they go in to start this this altercation with Irwin, they just basically go right at it. So I'm like, even if yeah, you know, got you, blinders yeah, on. like you should be aware of the teachers and adults. I was gonna say, like, so just because, like, oh well, Coach Pete's here; he's not doing anything to stop it or stop us. So I guess we're green light, yeah, good right? to go. Yeah. Like I just again, because I'm like, they start giving him a pretty vicious beating. Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing to like wrestle him out of the chair and down, but they don't just start like kicking. They get like a fucking rubber hose and start beating the kid. Right. Yeah, that's insane. I'm like. I I don't know a lot about that other than that's like your go-to torture device in every like um interrogation that's yeah, like it's harsh, it's harsh. phone books and rubber hoses man like come on i'm like and this is yeah like 9 10 11 year olds i'm like wow yes yeah, so. and so well and harry and erwin like they do this whole like you've got to fight and erwin's like i don't like fighting and harry's like it's not fighting it's communication like you gotta tell him but it's still it's just like just, yeah, and, they'll only respect strength yeah but it's still yeah it just feels like it's a little bit like and it is kind of an interesting, because trust me, Erwin, buddy, I get you. It's hard to confront things, and I am so not a confrontational person, even when there's times I should be, so I do get it. But at the same time, I've never really been in this exact situation either of, like, the physical, other than, like, fighting with siblings, but that was, like, different and stuff, right? But he's, like, you can tell he doesn't like being hurt, but he's also, like, not afraid, of, right? Like, he's more willing to take these physical beatings... Than do it himself. Than to maybe just stand up and see if that, right? And, I mean, that's just sort of, like, kind of a weird juxtaposition or whatever for me, too. Like, it's kind of, I'm like... Because most of us, that's what we do. We try and avoid the conflict because we don't want it to escalate to physicality, you know? I'm like, I could mouth this guy off, but he might turn around and punch me, so I'm just not gonna... You know, what, so yeah, I just find that sort of an interesting, again, from this nine-year-old boy and stuff like that, that he's like, yeah, this isn't really cool, but I'd almost just rather take the beatings and put up with it instead of what else might come from it. Yeah, well, then that just might speak to how long it's been going on and how how it's already escalated, like, slowly escalated to this part. I guess, I mean, he does throw out there, too, that he's like, if they're picking on me, they're not picking on anyone else, which, again, is like, gut punch, like, oh, kid, (laughs) you're nine, how do you even know this exactly? But, uh... Well, he finally does tell them to stop, and that he won't let them continue hurting him, but the boys don't listen anyways. Like, they just just go right to tail. Full-on attack. I know, you think for, like, half a second, because he's like, he doesn't even turn around, he's like, the boys are approaching, he's like, I'm not even turning around, he's like, stop. This isn't cool. And the boys, like, pause for a second. You think, like, oh, and no. no. <laughs> they still yeah. just grab him and yeah. start. And Harry's mop bucket, not, it's like, which, right off a of full moon, too. Like, he was just doing this with, like, his fucking staff in the bucket. Like, That's totally true, no one will notice this is a mop. Like, he, <laughs> oh, this trick in the book now. We're watching every know, janitor. Like, that is the most ornate mop handle yeah. I have ever seen. <laughs> Two times now. An academy and a, in a jail. And a jail that yeah. this poor Precinct. staff has been shoved into well, a mop Well, if it bucket. worked the first time. Yeah, like... It's gonna work the second. <laughs> yeah. 
It it's true. Gets... Like you didn't just bring your original janitor outfit, Harry. Like you already have one fit to size. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't think that one fit him that yeah. well either. But I don't think it was quite as small as this one. <laughs> yeah. So, but yes, he pulls it, and obviously, Coach Pete is like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Instantly, with this fancy magic, he didn't need to use anything. He just like quirks his fingers and freezes mm-hmm. it. And Harry's like, man, he didn't need to use like a focal point or nothing. He does. Like, just shows considerable power and control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Harry's like, ah, shit, yep, he really can't kick my ass. <laughs> so then he's like, well, fuck, so he's trying to, like, thaw out his bucket while yeah. these, like I say, these kids just lay him out and start wailing on him. Right. It's, it's, re- it's, it's really violent. I, yeah. It's honestly quite I, violent. And to, especially because, like, we've kind of had a moment up until this point where we're like, Harry doesn't use magic, it's just, like, a lot of physical goings on a lot for a lot of his fights in these early books like it gets so physical but like this is like yeah this is really reminiscent of like the street wolves and harry after he like threw himself from the car like it's just like a beat down yes literally yeah yeah but on the bright side harry's words seem to have had an effect because by the as this fight goes on for another few moments erwin decides he will try something not a moment too late soon like it's well, and Harry tries yeah. to intervene, but he's not even given a chance. Well, like, exactly. It was good. He's, like, yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to take this on. Like, yeah. So yeah. much for not starting a war, but then he's stu- like, no. good yeah, old Erwin. No. He throws one of them 10 feet away and then lifts the other one off with, with off of his feet and holds him in the air with yeah. this considerable strength. So, yeah, he finally just exactly kind of the twist and wiggle to get out. Just that motion of jerking out of their grip fling, you know, doesn't just knock the kid off balance, but actually, yeah, sends him away. And to get up and hold him up at the same time. Yeah. Like, that's insane. I really, really like the sentence. It's like, the Bully brothers had inherited their predatory instinct from their supernatural parent. Bigfoot Irwin had gotten something else. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Exactly. Like, he's not as... And I kind of... So originally I read this as he got up and was doing the whole, like, standing there holding the kid. But then I think later it says something about Irwin getting up. So I'm like, was he still just laying on the ground when he, like, lifted this kid up above him, like, airplane style? Like you do with a toddler when you're, like, doing airplane? Because, I mean, the kid's off the floor and dangling. I think he joking, gets up and then lifts him up. That's kind of what I thought. But then, yeah. it, like, once it's over, I thought it said something about Irwin getting up off the floor or something. The kids get up off the well, floor. Well, the kids do, but... Well, and I, I just like how, how mature... Erwin is about this moment because he's like when he tells what he tells them what you've been doing isn't cool we'll figure out something else for you to do for fun so it's not even a like go fuck yourselves Mm. you know I I could kick your ass at this point but it's I will help you do find something else to do yeah which is super mature Mm mm-hmm yeah, I know. Yeah, any bully of mine, I would have been like, fuck you. And the Literally. horse you rode in on. <laughs> I've been like, yeah. It was like, I may not actually take any further action, but secretly I'm wishing you like every bad thing in the world to like ever happen to you. <laughs> you know, but yeah, exactly. I confronted a bully once in junior high and then. St- <laughs> and it, it, it just consisted of me walking up to them and smacking them in the side of the face and then walking away. <laughs> <laughs> was it someone like specifically picking on you or were you like going oh, to the defense of she, some other she kid? Had, she had, no, she had picked on me for years and years and then finally I was done with it. And she was like, oh, are you going to cry? Smack. <laughs> and walked away. That was that? <laughs> and then she cried. Oh, nice. <laughs> Fuck nice. you. And then told on me. Yeah, well, of bitch. course. Went to the teacher. Of course. <laughs> Boys are always the biggest snitches. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, you weren't offering to like, would you like to do some arts and crafts after school and find another outlet? <laughs> Let's to- dialogue this, shall we? <laughs> yeah. No. No. That, and that was junior high. Like, that wasn't yeah. even elementary stuff. Right. Like, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he liked this. And then he's like, um, the smart elf is all like, or he's like, yeah, he's like, Harry's like, I didn't do anything. Erwin did it for himself. He's like, technically true, but I could still like, exact retribution and he's like we just did your boys a favor yeah he's like how so he's like we taught them caution <laughs> so yes you don't always pick on some, like exactly like going back to what we were saying earlier jessica there where you were like yeah let them you know they're, they're like we don't know we're just gonna go after exactly. everything yeah. until you get smacked down and are like oh i guess there's some caution between exactly you, you know, gotta figure not, out not all prey is created equal <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, and then and then just just because you've got it, and he's like, "Hey, give the kid the book back." 
give him his book back. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, ugh, fine. Here you go. But yeah, but they have that moment of understanding because then the smart elf does sort of tip his hat. He, yes. he well acknowledge- played, acknowledges well played. The, the touch. Yeah, and he's like, all right. Yeah, we did. I don't have to kick your ass. You don't have to kick my. Try to kick mine. Everything's yep. still. Yeah. So he asks, and they have another little moment outside. He's like, mm-hmm. and Erwin, he's like, was that okay? Did I do all right? Is that how we're supposed to do it? He's like, oh, kid. Right. <laughs> he's like, it's not up to me. It's up to you. If you, yeah. And again, right? Again, just just this eons ahead of his age with the maturity. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Harry's like asking me, isn't the right? He's like. Do I think I did the right thing? (laughs) I'm like, I was with you to the first park zone. I'm like, I'm still like that. I'm like, is that what you wanted me to do? Did I do, like, am I right? Like, (laughs) I can interpret this six different ways. Did I do the one you wanted me to do? But yeah, but he like asked that question and he's like, oh, okay, I know, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of emotional intelligence there for a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And even still, like, he does, like, I don't feel good, but I feel satisfied. And Harry's like, yeah, it won't always be easy, but as long as it's. As long yeah. as you do the right thing. Yeah, again, as long as yeah. you can move. Yeah. Really, raising a little mini Harry here. I know. Ooh, like Ish. his oh. real apprentice. He's like, oh, everything I know, I will teach to you now. <laughs> <laughs> Young Padawan. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's like, yeah, I'll remember to exactly, like, you know, stand up for himself and stand up for the other guys a little bit. Because like I say, that was a big thing where he's like, if they're picking on me, they're not picking on someone else. And it's like, mm-hmm. wow, that, again, right there is huge. So again, right now he knows that even if they try and turn their attention on somebody else in the school, you know, Erwin can be like, yo, go pick on someone your own size. Like, you're still not, yeah. right? Go find some buddies that you guys can all... And it already sounds like he's going He's going to help them do something more well, constructive and that's anyways, Whether or not so. they take him up on that, because I don't know if they're as emotionally mature as he is, <laughs> but exactly, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you can do the boys or boys thing. Boys will be boys thing. But, you know, it better be, like, peer-to-peer and within an acceptable range kind right. of a thing. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and then, yeah. yeah. Then they have this final moment where everyone's like, can you just tell my dad what I did today? I know. Uh, He's like, yeah, he'd be proud. Tell him to call, maybe. Tell him I did good. Yeah. I did good. Yeah. I'd like to meet him one Very day. sweet. So sweet. Very sweet. And yeah. Harry promises to do that. Yeah. Yeah, see... So Trapses off to Grandma's car, and Harry just like wheels his bucket back into the car. <laughs> <laughs> his damn overalls off. <laughs> what you don't see is Harry waiting 14 hours for his bucket of water to melt so he can get his staff out and go home. <laughs> not true, not true. He was he was already working on thawing yeah, it right yeah. when it happened. Yeah, he's like, "That's sorry." Flicking bickers, let's go here. Yeah, <laughs> oh dear, yeah. This concludes our episode 7.2, 42 times. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanellies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk.